Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of season two of Loud and Curious with Krista Rosa. Um, I am here with Libby Siegel. We are in Bryant Park during the opera in the park. So if you hear people screaming in the background, it's actually not anyone getting murdered. It's just the people singing opera and all the applauses for us and not the opera singers. Definitely for us. (laughs) All the applause. Um, Libby, I had you on my other podcast, 100% with Serena and Chris, to talk about your love of hobbies. You started a blog called The Hobby Hoarder, and I want to recreate that conversation and go more in depth with it. Let's do do it. Okay. Um, I don't remember when you started. You started the blog in... Well, first of all, give me where you... Give me where you kind of grew up and like where, where sure. how you came to New York very, very quickly. You don't yeah, have to go forever. Uh, speed race through my, my history here from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Went to college in Rhode Island and moved to New York City in 2010. Okay. And then you were working, you work in television production. I work in digital media production for the National Women's Soccer League. Used to do documentary TV, crime shows. Uh, I call myself out on bail now since I'm not working on true crime yeah. anymore. <laughs> um, and some travel channel shows, AMC, all different types of stuff. Yeah. And then, so you do, and right now you're working for what you were saying? Uh, the National Women's Soccer League, their oh. media arm, and WSL Media. Oh, I don't think that I knew that you were doing that. Oh, yeah. No, I yeah, started about really a year cool. ago. Yeah, that's really cool. How do you like it? It's really enjoyable. It's different from documentary TV, but it's yeah. fast-paced and it's changing every week and the schedule's never the same, so it's great. Yeah. What um and so that you started the hobby hoarder. You basically were you felt like stuck in your life, right? If I remember correctly, you were feeling very depressed, you were not in a good place. Yeah. Um so I started the hobby hoarder in 2012. Would have been February of 2012. Um But before that even was when the hobby started. Um, So at the end of 2011, I took up stand-up comedy just kind of on a whim. Someone offered me a shot to do it. And I was like, yeah, I've always wanted to do that. And while, while we spent the months leading up to the show in October writing, I found that I was falling in love with, like, doing something yeah it didn't matter what it was it just was something and I was like this is kind of fun this is new and I didn't even realize how far that rut was that I was in I just knew I was in a rut and had to come out of it and so I tried stand-up comedy fell in love with it and then I was like you know what I should try a bunch of other new things and so I put together this idea where I would try one new hobby every week for a year um so 52 hobbies in 52 weeks and then it turned into kind of this lifestyle where I continued it for a second year after that. Yeah, um, and you wrote about it. So every week you would write about what you did that week. and Yeah, I wrote and vlogged about it. I'd bring like two to four video cameras to every hobby with yeah, me. Yeah, you were like GoPro-ing it up. I feel like oh, I remember I was saw totally that. Yeah, yeah there was like a whole like <laughs> angles. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I'm just like videoing for with my phone for five seconds. You had like the whole situation going on. Yeah, like, no, for like the first week, I think the first hobby was pole dancing. And I definitely tried to do like the one camera thing. And I was like, yeah, this isn't like, going to work. work at all. So I started bringing a bunch of different cameras. And I feel like that's when I started vlogging and like doing the thing where you turn your camera to your face. I think at that time, like, 
the iPhone couldn't even really review, like, Oh, really? Like, you didn't have the selfie cam? I guess it it is. Yeah. I can't remember if it had the selfie mode, but I feel like if it did, it was the very beginning. Like, the front camera didn't even exist. Yeah, I feel like I was always turning the camera around um, and very embarrassed in public to do it, but I just went with it, so... And was YouTube YouTube was a thing at this point? YouTube right? was definitely a thing. I, I YouTube started in the 2000s sometime, but uh, that's when I start. That's where I started putting the videos up, and then yeah. on my blog, and uh, yeah, just really enjoyed it. And you did? Uh, did you go for 52 weeks? I did. I went for F- 104 that, right? weeks. Yeah. Oh, really? You went for <laughs> yeah. two full years. I went for two full years, and if I didn't hit two full years, I definitely hit two weeks less than two full years. Um, but I did over 104 hobbies. I did more than 52 hobbies in the first year. Cause there were points where I was like, screw it. I want to do more. Yeah, than I want to do two a in a week. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I think I was at like 70 something by the time I finished the first year. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. What was, and, and was it an immediate like payoff when you started? Were you immediately feeling ba- good and feeling really happy? Or were you kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? I was kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, totally. Like, I think it was the, there's this rumor that it takes 21 days to make a habit. Yes. Or, um, I've been told that's not true, but I still like to believe it is. And when I was getting to the third week of the hobby hoarder, um, the hobby I had chosen was some sort of dance class and I just didn't want to do it. I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And I had reached out to like my best friend to be like, oh, you know, I'm just not feeling like doing this thing today that I said I was going to do. She's like, so don't do it. Why are you putting so much pressure on yourself? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's not fair. So I called my mom, who always has the best advice, and she was like, find something else to do. Just go do something yeah, else. Yeah, just do a different hobby. And I was like, okay. So I found a boxing class, and I was like, if I don't go do this today, it'll be very easy to not do it next week or yes. the week after or the week after that. So I, I set my foot down, and I said, no, you have to go do a hobby, and you have to keep this going. This is your 21st yeah. day, and, and you're making this a habit. So that's what I did. And then after that, it started kind of going uphill, and I found, not uphill, but, you know, getting better. And um, I found a bunch of, like, exciting hobbies that were kind of really out of my comfort zone, like piloting an airplane and trapeze and zip lining. Oh, yeah, you, like, flew a plane. I remember this from last time, and you, I remember seeing the photos. Yeah, yeah I, mean, and I you, would say that was the turning point. Yeah. I would say, like, the moment I realized that, like, that was possible, I was just like, oh, shit, this is awesome. I yeah. Could, I could do this forever. Yeah. And what are you, what... When you, you're, you're doing that and you're feeling really good about yourself, what are you, like, what are the people around you saying? You know. Like, are people like, what are you doing? Like, you're, like, because <laughs> I feel that a lot of people would be very, like, well, you're non-committal because you're, like, because you're just, like, doing a new thing every week. I mean, I get, I understand personally that I totally. love the fact that it's, like, a new thing every week, but I feel like a lot of people would be like, well, you're not actually getting good at any of these hobbies because you're just trying one for a day. Yeah, I definitely got that from some people. Um. Other people seem to get it. Um, I became obsessed talking about the project. So people were like, can you just stop talking about it for a minute? Because it's yeah. all I wanted to talk about. Yeah. But also at the same time, um, aside from it. Well, it's a huge part of your life, it's right? It's a huge Correct? part of my like, life. And like people, you know, they want to say, oh, you're not committed to something and you're not getting good at one thing. But the truth was that the hobbies weren't the hobbies I was trying to get good at. I was hobby hoarding. So hobbying became the hobby itself. And yeah. so trying new things was essentially what I was getting good at. Um and enjoyed, and I wasn't good at a lot of the hobbies. I was pretty awful at many of them. Yeah. But it's all about finding the fun in that and, and just kind of living your life and knowing there aren't limits. What are three of them that you really, really liked? Oh, my gosh, three? 
Uh, there's so many. Yeah. Uh, Weird ones that are ones that jump like really jump at you like right yeah, away. Yeah, piloting an airplane definitely jumps out at me. Yeah. Hip hop dance is is up there. Um, mostly because I still love to dance now, and I yeah was terrified of dancing growing up and got made fun of trying to dance. We danced at um, our friend Amy's wedding that introduced yes, us. Yes, we, we danced together. We danced yes, we so did. well in front of yeah. the stage. Um, oh my gosh, I love skydiving. I lo- I'm going to go on a list. Uh, trapeze, dog sledding, hot air balloon. I was ballooning. just walking by like the Chelsea Piers and they had the trapeze thing and I, my friend teaches there or used to teach there and I was like, fuck, I could do that. Like yeah, I should do that. That go. would be so much fun. My, my number one recommendation is go to Chelsea Piers take a trapeze class. I did it in South Street Seaport, same company. I've been trying to convince my girlfriend to do it this summer, so yeah. I'm hoping we get to go back and do it. Yeah. yeah. It seems fun. Oh, it was so much fun. And I like mean, you're, it's, it's not like, it's like so safe because you just like fall into a net, right? Oh, it's totally like, safe. I feel like it's like, even if you're like, oh, what am I, I'm going to hurt myself. It's like, that's the no, one that you're you pretty sh- safe. They, they tell you what to do. I mean, I'm a little scared of heights. I'm not terrified of heights, but getting to the top of the ladder, there's a moment where you're like, oh, fuck, like I'm up oh, here. Oh, fuck, yeah. I am up here. And then you just kind of got to ignore that feeling and just swing and hang on. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of strength. But it is science. Like, you will, like, just start to swing yeah. upwards. Yeah. That's what someone told me. I remember someone came with me who was really, like, aerobic and like could do gymnastics and stuff and I was like I'm never gonna be able to do what you do and she goes no it's science like gravity will take you yeah we'll take you back up yeah it totally does plus like even if like like your body weight just like helps you in that way you know what I mean it like you know what I mean even if you're it's pushing that amount of weight up and then it's coming back yeah totally 100% so those yeah those are definitely some of my favorite hobbies I met some of my very best friends through a dance class called Ponde Flow um Caribbean reggae class yeah Uh, I am they are still my best friends to this day. I met them in 2013 during the second year of the Hobby Hoarder. And I go on vacations with them. I do group dinners with them. We do holidays together. It's the best friends I've ever made. Yeah. So I, you know, so much came from that year, starting with finding a new way to life and finding friendships and becoming a better human. What are three that you really hated? I don't. I wouldn't say I hated any of them. I would say some of them were incredibly difficult. Um, unicycle riding was very difficult. Uh, I remember though that being more difficult because I kind of went into it thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. This is gonna be so hard." And my friends had to literally hold me up on the unicycle while I tried to ride it. And yeah. I was decked out. I had like the wrist pads on, the knee pads, the helmet. Like all, I was like, just yeah. yeah. I was pretty sure that I was going down. And the unicycle wasn't fitted appropriately to me. It was bigger than me because I was borrowing it from someone. So it's just really important. If you ever try unicycle riding, make sure it's the right size for you. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Because you just like jump off of it, right? Like it Yeah, you kind of have to jump off of it or let it fall like out. Like let it fall off from under you. And if it's like too big, like you you have to be able to like touch the ground whenever you're like going to stop. Yeah, and getting right? over like, that fear was real tough. Yeah. Um oh my gosh, it's been so long now. Other hobbies that I wasn't a huge fan of or that were really hard. You know, rebounding is really tough. It's uh, small trampolines that you have to jump up and down on and do exercise on. That is a lot harder than it looks, even those mini trampolines. Yeah. So that was really difficult. Um, surfing was not my favorite hobby. Yeah, I bet. I, it, it. I feel like that's hard to, like, yeah, do in a day. It is. Um, but they're really there's a surfing uh, group out in New York. It's really easy. Not easy, but they teach you really well. And I was able to get up on two feet. But my biggest pr- problem is I'm scared of the ocean. Um, when I was little, I got taken by the undertow. Oh, got um, it. Lifeguard came out and got me. And ever since then, I've been like, kind of like, yeah, ah, just like ocean. not super about it. Yeah. And uh, so I kind of did it to get through that fear. And I remember I did it right before, uh, I think it was Hurricane Sandy. It was like that weekend right before it hit. And, um, 
I was really sore afterwards, really sore afterwards. And it was, I wouldn't say it was my favorite hobby, but it was definitely challenging and got me out of my comfort zone. So in that sense, I liked it, but I wouldn't say I hated it. Um, We're actually, my girlfriend and I are going this summer, so we're really really excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. She really wants to try it. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it again. So. Yeah. What, um, how did you find these things? Were you just Googling like random things and, or did you like look at timeout and literally just be like. Yeah, the internet became my best friend. Um, but I also, like, a few weeks before I started the project, I wrote down a bunch of hobbies I wanted to try or new things. And there were dance class, archery, karate, uh, kickboxing, regular boxing, like, all these different things. And I think, like, maybe two weeks into the project, the list was, like, wiped out, and I had found so much other stuff that I could do. There was yeah. wire walking. There was busking. There was sh- swimming with sharks. Um Oh my gosh! Like I said, this this list could be endless. Um, there was so much stuff I did yeah, miming. So I did miming. Di- yeah. yeah. So I just found all these random things by just searching ten things to do in New York, or fifty things to do in New York, or unusual hobbies that yeah. you want to try. So yeah. Did you feel? Did you? F- was it at the end of it that you were like, okay, I'm like, this has changed me, or were you like going through it as you went through and really been like? Like, could you feel it happening as it was going on? I could feel it happening as... I could feel one change happening as it was going on, and that was the... When I kind of overcame this depression that I had for the years kind of leading up to it was I, I took this meditation class, and I remember it was the first time that I really sat down and, like, took a break from everything. And I remember at the end of that meditation class, and I think it was this was, like, seven or eight weeks into the hobby hoarder, I was just like, oh, my God. I am sitting still. Yeah. All these hobbies I've been doing, I've been going, 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 but I've never been able to sit still before, and these hobbies have been able to make me do that. Yeah. And it felt really special, and I realized that I was coming out more balanced than I had ever been. Um, Even though I was go, 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 I was really just settled in my mind and my body. Um, So that was, like, the first time I realized, yes, this this is changing me. But the second time I realized it was the last hobby of the year was a road trip across the country and back that I took with two of my best friends. And, you know, I had always said that the last hobby had to be a big one. I don't know yeah. why I seemed to think it had to go out with a bang. I didn't really have to. I feel like it, but like, I, why wouldn't it? Yeah, why not? Like, why not? So I, I totally planned this trip across the country and, you know, two weeks across the country turned into like three weeks and then four weeks. And then my friends and I were like, fuck it, let's take a whole month or yeah, two months. Yeah, we ended yeah. up going for 50 days. And I just remember being on the trip and being like, I'm not stopping this project. This isn't the end. Yeah. And I called it um, a landing. I actually remember we took a pilot lesson on our last day of the road trip back in New York. And I remember comparing the whole journey to a, to a flight and just like coming down and landing. And now it was just time to refuel, stock up and go back out and do it all again. Yeah. And so I was just like, no, this is my lifestyle now. And, and you know, now what are we, six years removed from that very first hobby? five years removed from the end of the initial year. You know, I don't do a new hobby every single week, but this past year I have learned to go back to those hobbies that I hoarded when I need something to find balance. And especially meditation, I've definitely settled into that recently. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, do you do meditation? Because that's what people, when people just start to take up meditation and really, really enjoy it, they usually say, like, I can sit down now and be with my thoughts and not be, like, going and sit, like, going, like, yeah. Stirring myself into like a whole situation. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, I was going through a tough point last summer where I was having a bunch of anxiety and things were building, building, building. And I looked back into like my hobby collection 
And I was like, what can I do? What can I do to get back into my mind? And my best friend, Shana, she was like, you need to get back into your body. Go to the gym, do something. And I just, that's not what I wanted to do. I was like, I don't want to go to the gym right now. I want to do something else. And I started Googling meditation classes. Um, I found this great place called Mindful, M-N-D-F-L. And uh, yeah, I just, I fell in love with going there and finding my, my space. Yeah. It was perfect. And, and what I found is that the hobbies are no longer just just like things to try or hobbies, but they're, they're life priorities now. And I need to do them to, to keep balance. Yeah. And it's become like, uh, like your hobby, your hoarding of the hobbies has become your hobby. As you said earlier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's the whole play on the words hoarding of hobbies, right? Like when you hoard stuff or say you're someone who does hoard belongings, these are things you never want to get rid of because you think you might need them again one day. I think I might need some of these hobbies again one day and I'm, I'm not ready to let go of them and, and I am going back to them. Yeah. What, um, what are some of the ones that you've done these, this year? Say that again. What are some of the ones that you've done this year? Oh, this year. What have I done this year? I mean, I'm sitting here watching the opera in the park and I really feel like I should go up on stage and you should right just now do and opera? just start yeah. doing opera. Although I'm pretty tone deaf. Yeah. So, uh, this year... I don't know that I've done that many this year. Oh, really? I've really been focused on meditation and going back to hip hop classes. Yeah. And I just started running again and, you know, just getting back. Okay, but that's three. That's three. That's well, <laughs> no. And, and then something else I've been putting together is um, something I love and I'm passionate about is photography. And I've been putting together a gallery that I'm really excited about and spending a lot of time yeah. in, in that and, and putting my time and effort into that. If you could go back and do it all over again, like what would you do differently about the I wouldn't process. do anything nothing no I think maybe towards the end I would have filmed less to be honest because it, because TV and video and digital is my career I got really caught up in the like what angle Let can I like, get yeah. and how can I make this a good video and kind of lost the sense of like oh I'm trying this to try something like I think fencing was one of the examples I was like oh wait I gotta go fix the camera I was like wait no that's not what this is about so I think if I had to change anything it might just be to focus on the video at the very end a little less but I wouldn't change anything else I would do every single hobby I did again um, I've considered doing them all again, like yeah. split apart from that year to see how I feel, uh, calling it like second chances or something like that. Because I tried rollerblading recently, which is something I did when I was younger. That was part of the hobby hoarder. I couldn't try any hobbies that, that you I had did. done when you were little. So a couple years ago, I put rollerblades back on because I was like, hey, I haven't tried this in like 10 years. And it wasn't part of the hobby hoarder. And it was impossible. And I was like, this is fucking hard. Yeah, like, it so is hard. I was like, so what else is like, hard as an adult? Amy and I were going to buy them, like, like years ago. And we were going to be like, when we're rollerblading to work, we can, like, rollerblade all the way down to, like, the path train. And we'll be, like, so quick, like, to get there. And we never did it. And I'm so glad that we didn't because I feel like it would have been so expensive. We would have never done it. It was, it's hard. It was, yeah. like, the moment I got to the edge of a curb and or a curb or a sidewalk and it went downhill I was like terrified I just couldn't I didn't know where this fear came from because as a kid I was like jumping over shoeboxes in the middle of the street I was like I'm yeah. on brink whatever that that movie from the uh the Disney channel but yeah no that is hobbies in your adulthood are a lot different than hobbies when you're 24 or 23 years old yeah so um or even when you're younger and then doing them at 27 28 yeah have you inspired other people Oh, to, that's a loaded question. But like, have you? I'm saying, like, have people <laughs> been like, "Oh my God, you! I watched your thing, and like, I started doing the same exact thing." Like, have you had any like copycats at all? I don't know that I've had copycats. I've had people compliment the project and say it motivated them. Um, 
it's hard to say that I inspired someone else. I like to think that I did. Yeah. Um, I'd say that a couple cool moments from the hobby hoarder year um, or post hobby hoarder year is one night I was going to a birthday party in like downtown Manhattan and this guy ran up to me and he was like, Libs. I was like, hello? And he's like, you're the hobby hoarder. And it was just this really cool moment of like, Oh, someone you're like, yes, no. yes, I am. <laughs> oh, no, I it's didn't. actually I, I me. It is me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'd be, He's like, yeah. I knew the yellow sunglasses. And I was like, oh, the yellow sunglasses, of course. And then there was this other like years ago when I, I first started coming out of the closet. I remember uh, this other woman and I had swiped right on one another and she had recognized me from like one of the videos that was on like the gymnastics site for a place she does like it, her hobby it. every week. And she's yeah. like, oh, I think I saw your video. I think I know who you are. And I think that was kind of cool just like to be noticed. But, you know, that's a little vanity. But also, you know, it's nice to know that your project's out there. Or that and, people and are actually seeing it. People are seeing it. And, you know, do I do I hope I inspired people? Yes. Do I know if I inspired people? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But, you I know, would, I, would I inspired think, yes. me. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think you would tell yourself at the beginning like it, like right before you started it like from today like you today what would you say to yourself doing all those hobbies oh my gosh what would i say to myself now doing all those hobbies in 2012 <laughs> i would say enjoy it i would say you're about to go on a journey that you're going to look back on and it's going to be the moments that carry you through your hardest times as you get get older and yeah. it's going to remind you this is going to be the time of your life that reminds you of what you're passionate about and how much you really love life and, and, and take that and enjoy it and, and don't let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever think, did you not love life before? It's not that I didn't love life. I just, I, yeah, I was like you said at the beginning, I was stuck in this rut a little bit. You know, I went to, I played sports my whole life and I love sports. Um, but I went to college for sports, essentially. Like, I, yeah. I played field hockey in college, and then my sophomore year of college, my university cut the sport, just up and eliminated the sport after there were severe uh, budget cuts. And that summer, I would say, is when I went, like, real deep. Like, that's when I started being like, oh, no, what am I going to do? I've only overknown sports. Well, I feel like it's, like, very, like that's a big part of your identity at that point and it was then like gone it was correct? a huge part of my identity i had played softball and field hockey basketball soccer my whole life i played field hockey in college and then it was up and gone and here i was at a you know a medium-sized school in rhode island but i didn't necessarily always want to be that far from family or maybe i did want to be further from family you know but rhode island wasn't it wasn't there were no big cities i was yeah. just kind of there and um I ended up studying abroad. I ended up being like, oh, no, I'm not going to transfer. I'm going to go abroad. So I went to Italy, and I realized while I was there that if my sport had never been cut, not my sport, but the school sport had never been cut, that's an opportunity I never would have had. Would have had. Um, and then I moved to New York, and that was in my final semester of college. And I was lonely here. I mean, I don't know when you moved to New York. 2013. How was it when you first moved here? You're lonely. You're really lonely because you're like, I was the first one of all my friends too. I had a couple of friends that were doing like summer internships that I stayed with and then they left like yeah. 
weeks into me being there. It's, and it's I've written about it, and it's like one of those things where you see all these other people, and you walk by people. Like right now, we're sitting in Bryant Park, and there's literally people all around us with like a bunch of their friends. There's like a couple right over next to us. There's there's like a mom and a daughter. There's a guy on his computer who's like he's talking to someone. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a woman looking around waiting to go meet someone. Um, there's people all the people that are, yeah. There's people that are, there's all the people that are in the park like with some friend watching the opera. And it's like you walk by all of these people and you're like, I don't have this. Like you feel so alone because you're so, there's so many people around you. You don't know any of them. Exactly. So that's exactly how I felt yeah. when I first moved here. And that was 2010. I was sleeping on an air mattress in my brother and his now wife's apartment for like four or five months while I interned downtown. And I found friends here and there. Right. But it's yeah. time. And it just was like, I wasn't happy. I, I didn't know what my future was going to be coming out of college that generic kind of saying like oh I don't know what I'm gonna do when I grow up and then there was just this day in like September October where I was like I am still really unhappy and um so I bought a, a one-way ticket back to Italy actually which is where oh, I really abroad. <laughs> I was like I'm gonna go move back to Italy I'm gonna be there and you know I, I went back for life and, and love a little bit and um because there was someone I had a crush on while I was out there, and I kind of hoped for the best when I oh, was that, back. Oh, that classic tale. <laughs> it was like the uh, like classic the Gilbert, tale like, of the uh, like, well, like, but even like, oh, I'm gonna move there, and we're gonna be together, and it's like, no, you're not. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> back there, and no, like and immediately, you're like, yeah, this is not like, the right fuck. time. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah, you're like, oh shoot. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so no, I moved back to Italy, and after two and a half months there, I realized I missed home, and I bought my one way ticket back. And the next day, I was when I flew back to New York. I suddenly felt home. It was a very different feeling than when I had first come to New York City. Like, I suddenly didn't feel as lonely. It was like I had experienced something everyone else had experienced, where I had to go away to know that I needed to come back. Yeah. And I flew in. I slept at my friend's place in the Bronx. And the next morning, I was already back in the office that I had interned at working. They were like, oh, we need you. Come in. And then from then on, I was full time in New York City and, and never looked back. And, there, and here you still are. Yeah. Same, yeah. And, 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 you know, that was 2011. And that was the year when I started, like, dreaming up the hobby hoarder, when I started doing the stand up comedy, when I, I started doing some other hobbies like drawing and photography and um, started dating a little bit more and, like, really yeah. came out of my shell. And, 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 yeah, I would say if that if that moment, my sophomore year of college had never happened, I don't know yeah, what like, today would look like. Yeah. And and I don't want to say I'm thankful my sport got cut. I'm, I'm never thankful for that, but I am thankful for the opportunities that came after that. What do you think about college sports? If you had to talk about it now, I interviewed my friend Byron. You, you might know my friend Byron. Um, I don't think I do. Um, and he's a television producer, and I talked to him about, um, about being, like, he played football for Clemson. And like I've talked to so many people that play college sports, and they're like, "What?" They were like, "It was fun when it was when I was doing it, but now that I look back, I'm like, I could have been doing so many other things." Do yeah. you feel? Do you do you feel like not? I feel not little, to like maybe like. Do you look back and regret no, your entire life? No, no, I don't regret my entire life. <laughs> no, by but any do you know means, what I mean? But like, but like, is it like? Do you do you today say like I'm glad that I was playing sports like in college when I started or no? Well, I think to some degree I have some unfinished business since my sport got taken from me and I didn't get to leave it on my own terms. Got it. Which was unfortunate. But do I think that there were other things worth trying in college and in life? Yeah, I think there were there was a lot of things and I I tapped into my creativity once I moved to New York City and I had never like been part of plays or arts or anything like that. Yeah. And, and you know, I kind of feel like I missed out on those opportunities in high school a little bit but I don't 
I wouldn't change playing sports. I would say that if anyone wants to go play sports in college, that they should really research what it means to play sports in college because it's no longer just getting up and going to see your friends and training in the morning and hanging out with yeah, your friends. Yeah, it's your whole life, right? It is your whole life. And it, it is like 5 a.m., you're up and you're going to the gym and then you're going to classes and then you're back in the gym and then you're at study hall. And it really was, like there was curfews, there was, it just is life. And if you're not ready to make your sport your life, then I would highly suggest looking D3 or maybe not playing sports in college and just yeah. trying something else. Yeah. But if people want to play sports in college, I think power to them because yeah. – I've, yeah, but it's a lot. Oh, but like when I was going through Byron, he was like, it was my whole entire fucking life. Like I, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was really my. It was my life for two years. What would you tell people that are going to start their own hobby? Say someone listens to this uh, this podcast and they literally are like, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm starting tomorrow. I'm going to be a hobby hoarder for a year. What would you <laughs> say to them? Uh, stop going out to eat, stop drinking, and don't spend any money on anything but the hobbies you're going to do because you're going to need it. Because it's expensive. That was one of the things I was going to ask you earlier. It's like it's expensive to like to pay for them, right? Because they're gets, all classes. Like, um, I I think I like I don't know what the average was that I spent in the end, but it actually averaged out to like less than what an average person spends on alcohol in New York for week. Yeah. So I thought it was great, and I did stop. I really didn't drink that year, and I, I limited going out to eat, and I, I really balanced what I was paying for. But, um, you know, anything can be a. F- I don't want to say anything can be affordable because everyone's situation's different. Yeah. Right? Everyone makes a different amount of money. People are comfortable, uncomfortable with spending money. Um, but I think that if there's something you really want to do, the only way to be able to do it is to save for it. Yeah. And I couldn't have done it if I didn't save for it. And there were a lot of people who said, oh, I don't know how you afford it or I don't know how, like, you must be rich or you must be coming off like a... Tr- yeah, like, like, what a privileged thing that you're yeah, doing. Yeah, what a privileged yeah. thing. And, and to be honest, it probably... It was. Yeah. And, and, like, looking back now, again, removed from it, I can say, yeah, you know, I, I am privileged to have gotten that opportunity. Um yeah, I, I yeah, because I did I did have a job and I was able to save money, but it wasn't easy and I wasn't making a lot of money. Um Yeah, you did make sacrifices to afford doing it. I made sacrifices, but um that's not to say everyone could afford it and and I hope that anyone who does have the chance to would take it take advantage of that yeah. and be able to to take that opportunity because I guess drinking's fun when you turn 21, but I really enjoyed jumping out of an airplane more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what um so you didn't did you, you didn't drink really at all? I don't think so. I, I think I drank probably on my birthday and yeah. maybe like a couple but other it, times here and there. But I, I very specifically remember not drinking. But that was also something I like had done and stopped doing. Like yeah. I trained for half marathons and stuff and was like, I'm not going to drink. I'm not drinking in 2018 as of now. And it just saves so much money. Yeah, it's it just does. unbelievable. Especially if you do it out. Like even if you just buy a bottle of wine and bring it back to like and have people over for drinks, like that is so much cheaper than going out oh, to a bar. Totally. Like I went to dinner and it was like a nicer place last night and literally a glass of wine was $17. I just, I remember the first time I bought a, a round of shots in New York. It was very expensive after coming from a place where it was not so expensive. And I was like, oh, never, never buy alcohol here. It is so expensive. Yeah. So. Are there free hobbies? Like, did you do some that were free? 
Well, so one of the things that I would recommend for people if they're looking for free hobbies or affordable ones is a lot of the hobbies that I ended up doing, at least in year two, were from my gym. Because the gym, oh. gym class offers so many different types of things here in New York. Yeah. And I know that's not necessarily free because gyms here can be kind of expensive. But I was able to knock out like seven to eight new things well, in a month. Y- yeah, but you were like already paying for that no exactly. matter what. You know what I mean? You already yeah. had your gym membership. So you were like taking advantage of having that exactly. membership. So that Got was it. an easy way. But there's also like the Skint, S-K-I-N-T, Time Out New York, always talks about these free things. And I definitely did hobbies for free. I did singing lesson for free with my friend. Like find a friend who wants to share their passion with you. I mean, sitting down with you right now, I this is you sharing your passion with me. Yeah. Like, that's how I see it. And I'm like, I'm lucky that I get to sit down here and talk to you. Um, but my friend Laura, uh, amazing singer, I asked her if she would want to share singing with me, and she did. And so we, we shared singing. Um, my friend Grady, he shared playing guitar with me and my friend Brandon he shared playing the drums with me they're all in a band together but yeah, they all wanted to But like to you share. got to do yeah and you got to do a little round robin exactly. of the whole band yeah and you get to learn I learned more about those three people by sitting down with them to learn from them yeah than I had ever from like a cup of coffee like I just to see how passionate they were about something that they grew up loving and doing so those were like I remember those three hobbies very vividly standing out to me as like something very special and they were free but they came with a big reward. Yeah. Um, you know, once you s- the biggest lesson I learned is that once you start trying everything, you realize the only thing you're incapable of is being incapable. Like, yeah. you can literally do anything. And it doesn't have to be good. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be, like, the most attractive thing anyone's ever seen. But as long as you're enjoying it or at least learning from it, then that's all that matters. And, and you can't be incapable. No one is incapable. Yeah. People always say, like, 80% of the job is just showing up. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. I believe that because, I I mean, I believe that some of those hobbies, I was like, oh, I have to go do this today because I set out on this mission. But once I was there, like. It was fun. It was great. Yeah. It's the best thing I ever did. What? What's one hobby that you haven't done yet that you're, like, really looking forward to? Oh, my gosh. There are so many instruments I want to try. Yeah. Um, Bagpipes would be really awesome. Would be great. Yeah, bagpipes. Um the washboard I like constantly <laughs> have wanted to try that I am so musically not talented and this is why I want to try all these yeah because it's like let me see if this will be the one that exactly. gets me like yeah so no so yeah so bagpipes and the washboard are definitely two things I have always wanted to try since doing the hobby hoarder. gotcha yeah um what about bagpipes wow that's gonna be great <laughs> just thinking about awesome. it, that's gonna be great. Like you really need to film that one. And I want to just find someone who really is passionate about it. Like, well, yeah. I did um, steel pan drumming, and I I went to this guy's apartment on the west side, and this guy was like historically known in New York or something. And I just he was great. He just loved yeah. it so much. And you just were like, I can I can I like do this with you one day? And he was like, Sure. I think he might have offered lessons on his website, but I don't remember at this point. But he was like, come on over. Like, I'll show you what to do. I think his dad was there. It was really cool. Yeah. And, yeah, we just had a fun day. That's cool. Do you keep in touch with a lot of the people that you... Keep in touch with some of them. I, you know, I wish I kept in touch with more of them. Yeah. Someone who I had kept in touch with for a while was my flight instructor, Nick. He had really made, like, an impact on my life, and and I loved that. And um, he had a kid shortly... After I had met him, and I remember seeing pictures of his kid and the planes and stuff, and it was awesome. Um, but I'd say the friends I made through the Hobby Hoarder year, I've definitely kept in touch with. And some of the instructors, yes, but not not a lot of them now that I think about it. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
what would you what's the biggest the biggest thing that you learned was that you're in the only thing that you're incapable of is being incapable right that's the like, biggest thing i learned absolutely biggest lesson i learned is that the only thing we are incapable of once we try everything is being incapable yeah and I, I truly believe that and if we have the ability to do things we should do them we shouldn't hold back we shouldn't you know run scared and we shouldn't use excuses that really are just excuses um, yeah again I, like i said before you know i do think there is some privilege to this and i i do recognize that and um but, but like, i think, think if about you when you have the privilege to try something use it or go out there and help someone else do it if, if they if they don't have that privilege. Yeah. Well, even, like, think about, like, you didn't have, like, I mean, you could have paid $45 for a steel drum lesson. Or, like, when there's one of those guys playing it in the subway, you could be like, hey, can I try this? Yeah, Do totally. you know what I mean? Like, that's free. Yeah. And, and, you know, something else I did for free was I went down and sang and danced in the subway because I just felt like it. Like, yeah. I was just like, this could be a cool hobby. Um, so yeah, no, there's definitely chess in the park. Chess was free. I walked there's, into there's, one of these yeah, guys. There's guys right like, behind us yeah, playing chess in, in the park. Square, yeah. And I was like, can I play chess with you? And it was one of the most memorable hobbies. Did so. you get like, did you get like destroyed? Oh no, he taught me. It oh was really? Very nice of him. Oh, that's great. It was very sweet. I was going to say, I feel like they'd be like, oh, this little, like <laughs> if I went up there, they'd be like, this little bitch no, is no, going to no, get, he was very like, sweet. no, he was like looking for someone to like play with and I was like well I'm looking to do like play and he was like do you have any money and I was like I can go to the ATM do you have any money because they play for money they all play for money oh really yeah and I was just like well I can go to the and he was like no just sit down and so I sat down and he he taught me how to play and I was like you know I'm doing this because I'm trying one new hobby every single week and, and this is the hobby and he looked at me and he was like you're trying one new hobby every week I was like yeah and he was like come in close and I was like okay He's like, have you ever slept with a black man before? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, not this week. <laughs> You're like, I'm already f- like full up on my hobbies for this week. That's I was just, It was so random, but it was so New York. Yeah. And it was perfect. And, and, and I laughed with him and he laughed with me. And I, you know, I wish I had gone back to see him because he was a really sweet guy. And maybe we could have played for money one day. Yeah. That's funny. What? That's, um, one, of, that's one of the stories I tell in stand up, too. Oh, Yeah. It's, he was wonderful. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts? Like anything? What are like? Give me more nuggets. I know you have them. Oh, nuggets! So many nuggets. Um. Has your? You know what? Here's here. I'll ask you this: Have you have now your date? You've been dating someone for a lot, what? <laughs> almost a year? Over a year? Over a year. We've over been a together year. Together for almost a year and a half. Yeah, and you did you did you have you roped her into this? Like this, she's now becoming a part of this, correct or no? She wants to try a couple things. I mean, we did tap dancing over oh, that's Christmas fun. break. Oh, I like she, she wanted to try that, so we did that. And um, we're going to go surfing. It's something she wants to do. I've suggested we do trapeze. So, yeah, you know, we like doing new things together. That's, yeah. that's part of what keeps things exciting and, and, and fun. And we go to new places together. And I think she's roped me into being a little more calm, to be honest, yeah. because I need that in my life. And uh, I remember on – it was our third date. We were – at a at the cookie dough shop down, downtown and she asked me if I ever relaxed she's like do you ever sit down and I, it was like it was only the third date I couldn't believe someone had already read me yeah. that quickly and that's how I knew we were gonna just get along really well and and we have and um I told her about the hobby hoarder on the first date so I probably told her about the hobby hoarder when we were like texting before you were yeah had met each I, other I believe yeah I, had, I probably one of my photos was skydiving so um. Yeah, I'm the type of person who will tell you my life story the day I meet you. Yeah. So 
Oh, every time I've been going on dates recently, people are like, oh, um, here's like, I saw your blog. I saw all your pictures of you have naked, blah, blah, blah. Like everyone like literally is like, oh, I already Googled you like extensively. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, it's been a year and a half and we are the, we balance each other really well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any other final thoughts or go hobby, go do whatever. Yeah. I mean, what, like. I think the last time we chatted, we talked about, like, what is a hobby. Yeah. And, like, because a lot of people will be like, oh, that's not a hobby. Or, like I said, the speed dating thing, people are like, speed dating is a That's dating. That's want. not, yeah. Yeah, it's a hobby. If you want it to be a hobby, just make it a hobby. Or just try something new and call that your hobby. Because you're trying something new and it's worth it. And no one can take that. No one can tell you what's a hobby and what's not. One of my friends, her and her dad would go to, like, the open houses in their, like, town and look at, like, all the really nice, like, a, a nice part of town. And like go look at the nice open houses. Like that was a hobby that they had together. That sounds like a great hobby. Right? It's a, it was great. I did it with them once. It was great. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I feel like it, uh, did you see the movie Lady Bird? Yes, loved Don't it. Don't they go look at houses together? I feel like. Uh, oh, yeah, they do. They yeah, you're right. They do. They go look at houses do. together. Yes, yes. It's amazing. And they yes. enjoy it. And they yeah. love doing it. So. Yeah, the mom and the daughter. And that's yeah. such a good movie. Oh, my God. Best movie. It was so good. Um, yeah, I would say just go do whatever you want to do and don't let someone tell you it's not worth it. I'm going to ask you this one other thing. Do you feel that, like, have you ever felt defined by any of the hobbies? I feel like people, it, it's very easy for people to, like, make that their thing. Like, you were an athlete for so long, and oh, that was yeah. such a big part of your identity was being an athlete. Do you ever feel, I, I, have you ever feel, felt like, like, what do you think about being, like, defined by the things that you do or the things that you, like, that you take interest in? It's really interesting, actually, because following the Hobby Hoarder year, I found it hard to separate myself from the Hobby Hoarder, if that makes sense. I was like almost two different people to an extent. I was like, if the Hobby Hoarder goes away, do I go away? Like yeah. I was really defining myself as this that this person. And it was a very different like people joked about how I would like present myself in in the in the selfie videos. I'd be like, what's up? It's the Hobby Hoarder here. And then like you meet me and I'm like really calm. And yeah, like not at all back. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what I had realized was that it didn't necessarily define me, but it saved me. It definitely saved me. Um, yeah. I don't define myself by being a skydiver or piloting a plane or taking hip-hop dance class, but I definitely define myself by someone whose life was reignited by doing this. By doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what one thing that's always so... I start obviously launched a new blog and it's basically all about like not putting people into boxes and like you're allowed to be two sides of the same coin and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that and Absolutely. and um it's weird because people like want to it's so hard it's so easy for people to, to 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 figure out who you are by like just like put painting you as the things that you do and the like where you live and what you do for work and like what your hobbies are and blah blah and all that kind of stuff and it's just so interesting to me that people do that i mean well, i understand why so they often, do it but you change so often through yeah. life right like because i when i came to new york no one knew i was an athlete no one cared yeah no right? like, just like in ladybird like she goes to school and they're like What's your name? And she's like, oh, my, I can't say my name is Ladybird. Like, I have to say, like, like I am defined by who, where I'm from and, like, what my first yeah. name is, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think it's interesting that, like, the first thing we say to people when they, were, when they ask us, what do we do? We say our jobs. Yeah. I, I don't want that to define me. I no. love my job. But I don't want that to define yeah. me. I want, you know, who I am and, and how I spend my time to define me and, and that's someone who seeks adventure and is an enthusiast for life and, and is wants to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you for having me, Chris. Um, thanks for doing this again because I know I've already asked you all these questions and now you're just. Re- I'll do this having- anytime. Good. I love this. I love talking. We should do one. <laughs> we should do one. Like we should find someone really, really crazy that like does something really, really intense or like a hobby that you really want to try and you can co-host it with me and we'll interview yeah, them about it. their life. That's what we should do. Yeah. What hobby would you do? Oh, what hobby would I do? Um, trapeze would be one that I feel like I do like very um, like would be easy to do and I would do it like it's very uh achievable right now. There's also a rock climbing gym that literally opened up like two blocks away from my from my do apartment it. and I really want to do it. I need to like buy all the equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I really wanna do that. And oh they just opened a soul cycle, like literally two blocks from me too. So I, I'm like I could like if I really wanted to follow in your footsteps I could do like a soul cycle class. Do it. Go for it. But yeah, oh rock, cli- but yeah, rock climbing and trapeze are definitely two of the ones rock on the top of my list. Rock climbing is a lot list. of fun. Yeah. I highly recommend. I've done it before, outdoor, but yeah, it's not that. not like in like the sense of like me going to the rock climbing gym and really doing it. Well, you know what I'm really bummed about is that some of the places I did the hobbies have closed. Oh, like so there was a stunt school that I tried like three different hobbies at, or yeah, I think I did three different hobbies there and it's closed. I've, the place where I did like parkour closed and like i think it's really important to go to these local places and, yeah, and give them your support and, someone's business and unfortunately you know you've i've seen some of these places close and and i wish people were were able to go there because they are places that shaped me so i yeah. you know i i would say go rock climbing go do trapeze at these local places and just give them your support yeah all right. Well, again, thank you so much. Um, where can people find you and where can people can see the hot? It's the hobbyhoarder.com, right? It is the hobbyhoarder.com. And then my photography Instagram is at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, bird photography. B-I-Z-Z-Y, bird, bird photography. photography. Great. Thank you. And as you guys know, you can find me anywhere at the Chris Rosa. You can find the show at Loud and Curious. And you can follow my new blog, um, Attention Seeking Homebody, or you can go to A-T-T-N-S-H dot com um leave me a f- uh, uh, itunes review and also email me at chris and loud at loud and curious dot com i'm really rusty can you tell you have so, <laughs> I have many, so many i know <laughs> i have so many and they just keep growing and growing and growing but anyway you can find yeah email me at chris at loud and curious.com if you like something about the show didn't like something about the show or if you want to come be on the show and you have a fun story to tell come email me and i'll have you on um again libby thank you so much thank you chris all right bye ciao this episode of Loud and Curious was produced by me, Chris Rosa. My cover art photo and all the photos on my website were taken by Alyssa Timoteo. Cover art graphics and photo editing by Chris Moore. The boys from Remember Jones wrote and performed my theme music. Like them on Facebook and Instagram at Remember Jones. Next time on Loud and Curious. Mom and dad both like literally like they <laughs> talked about it like they were like let's like try to have a kid like we'll just see and literally like that night I was conceived apparently <laughs> like literally that night my mom got pregnant with me <laughs> yeah so um so I remember we went home for the holidays and Chris was like you probably should take a test because like it's the holidays you don't want to be drinking <laughs> and pregnant at the same time yeah. and I was like okay um like I kind just, of half joking right like <laughs> yeah, kind of like oh exactly uh-huh. yeah. like not, not really being, expecting to, to exactly. get the answer we got yeah you know? so but over the holidays it I took a test and it said no. So I was like, oh, I'm good. Like- yeah.